hey, I know you've heard me talk about trust-driven care, and I know you heard me talk about why it's so important, but let me tell you this. One of the aspects that just seems so small that is such a big deal with our software, Trust Driven Care, is the ability to communicate with your patients. Now, when I say communicate, I mean have a two-way conversation. That is way different than just sending out appointment reminders via text message. That sounds like communication, but I'll challenge you to this. Imagine if you could only send one-way communication to your spouse for a week. How long would that relationship last? Hey, I'll be home at six. Hey, I like pot roast. Hey, is the laundry done? And imagine how frustrated they would be if they can't respond to you. Your patients are feeling the same way. I don't know why we ever started this idea that we should send one-way communication to patients that they can't respond to. It's offensive, and it certainly doesn't build trust. So don't be that provider. In fact, why don't you become a provider that allows for two-way communication, text messaging. You can respond, they can respond. But let's take it one step further. What if somebody submits a question on your website? Could you immediately start a back-and-forth conversation with them? We've added that into trust-driven care. Now, let's say somebody leaves you a review on Google, and they have a question, or they have something where they don't understand what happened. You could engage them in a conversation and quell any of their fears. Let's say that somebody heard about you on Facebook, and they send a message. All of that will be consolidated into a single dashboard where you can continue all those conversations and actually reach out to people. The end goal, of course, is always to make sure that they become a patient or they're a patient who gets more appointments. Why? Because that's why we're in this game, to help provide the right care to the right people at the right time. And when they're asking questions, usually means there's something going on. So if you are interested in actual having communication with your patients, then check out TrustDrivenCare.com. TrustDrivenCare allows for two-way text communication along with email along with surveys, along with forms, along with Google My Business integration, along with website chat widgets. It's all there so that you can run a better practice that communicates, grows, and has a massive impact in your community. So check us out at TrustDrivenCare.com. Let's get to the interview. Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I am so glad you're here. It is our goal to help 10,000 offices build into a clinic gym. Why? It's the best version of musculoskeletal care, and it's the only version that's perfectly in line with the evidence. The word exercise comes up more than any other word in the research, so let's implement that. And this interview was built to help you understand how to do that. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host. Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm excited today because this is my first recording of the new year. So it is currently January 5th, 2023, which I can't believe it. Uh, 2023, I never thought, I, thought I'd see those four numbers there, but man, time is flying by. But uh, hey, I want to thank you very much for tuning in. If you have been a longtime listener, thank you so much. Uh, for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. I hope we can answer your questions. Uh, I want to go over some basics today. Since it's the start of the new year, I thought it'd be great to go back to fundamentals. Fundamentals are fundamental, as uh, uh, Coach Wooden said. I think he said that. If not, it's something he would say. But uh, yeah, fundamentals are fundamental. And I think it's worth talking about those because as I have on more guests, as we get far and wide with our discussions and everything that's awesome. That's great. But really, uh, I want to make sure we cover our bases, which are why should you run a clinic gym hybrid? That's really all about clinic gym radio. 
that's what the focus is on. Clinic Gym Hybrid, my company, uh, which you can find at clinicgymhybrid.com. Uh, that's what we're all about. Uh, and I want to make sure that I explain why that is. And really, there's two reasons or two sides of that coin. There's the business side of things, and then there's a the clinical side of things. So we'll get to that. But if you are interested in, uh, so this is the housekeeping portion where I make some announcements and stuff. So number one, if you are interested in learning more about the clinic gym model, I would highly recommend you check out our live course. And it was just announced or just finalized yesterday that we will be at Winchester Spine and Sport there in beautiful Troy, Missouri. So that is the uh, home clinic of Brett Winchester, one of the most amazing chiropractors out there. Um, yeah, so we'll be doing uh, a course live at his place. You can find it on the uh, events tab of our website at clinicgymhybrid.com. And it's a two-day course talking about advanced rehab, progressions, regressions, uh, and the business model as well. So day one, it's all about uh, organizing all the exercises, having a systematic process and an SOP or standard operating procedure to take people from the table when you're delivering uh, treatment in the clinic, all the way to advancing exercise. Why is that so important? Because if you can advance exercise, you can take them all the way into a membership, which we'll talk about later today. But it, we just show you the step-by-step method of how to take somebody from treatment on the table to being a member in your gym. And we will go over that. We'll also cover some of the business prin- principles on day two. Excuse me cover the business principles so you can understand how these things work together because truly the clinic and the gym work together. The business and the clinical skills have to work together and it has to feed itself. And if you do it right, it absolutely does. So once again, March 4th and, or sorry, 5th and 6th, March 5th and 6th there in basically St. Louis or Troy, Missouri, St. Louis area. And we will be uh, offering that class max of 50 people allowed. So we can't fit many more than that. So if you come along and you're number 51, sorry, you're going to have to wait till the next course. We don't have that established yet, but can only handle about 50 people. But we do hope to see you there in beautiful Troy at Winchester Spine and Sport. Also, uh, I want to make sure that I mention this because, you know, for some reason it gets lost in the shovel. But if you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you left a review. And if you leave a review, we randomly select a uh, review every month and send out one of our awesome customized Yeti tumblers. Well, they're not really Yeti. They're a different company, but they're customized. Got our logo on there. It's a big stainless steel 30-ounce tumbler. I would love to send you one if you leave a review. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the months we selected a winner, there was only one review that was new, so it became really easy. So I think your chances of winning are very high. Just tap on whatever podcast device you listen to, check out the reviews and leave one. You can't just leave five stars. You got to leave a comment as well. And then I hope that your username is something easy because uh, we did have somebody who had a crazy username that we couldn't figure out. So we had no way to contact them. Anyways, uh, yeah, but every month we we ship out a Tumblr and love to have that be you. So those are my two housekeeping things today. Let me jump right into this. Let's talk about the fundamentals. And I think it's important, like Simon Sinek said, to start with why. Why the heck should you build a clinic gym hybrid? Or why should you expand into a clinic gym hybrid? Why should you start out with that model? It really comes down to a few different factors. Number one, I said the clinical and the business. But from the clinical aspect, 
There is no argument anymore. There's absolutely no argument that if you are any in any way evidence informed, even a little bit, you know you got to offer exercise. You know it. You have to. And exercise is the the magic jet fuel in uh, recovery for a patient. I mean, adjustments are awesome. Soft tissue work is awesome. Taping is awesome. Normatec boots are awesome. But exercise is the thing that will drastically change and improve outcomes with patients. So I think it's super important that you do exercise. So that's the clinical side. Now, what about the business side? Well, let's look at where things are. I did a podcast a couple months ago about like Amazon moving into healthcare. And if you look around you, what is the healthcare industry looking like these days? Well, if you are involved at all with insurance companies, you know that there are extra layers of work you got to do, which include like pre-authorizations. Now, a lot of insurance companies are doing global repayments or or per diem repayments, meaning you can do anything you want, but we're going to pay a flat fee. It's also now, even if you do a pre-authorization, you're seeing a lot of plans where it's like you have a soft cap at six visits and then you have to re-examine, re-diagnose, do something else to continue care with that patient. And it's really tough. So what are your options if you want to make more money? Well, if you, in my experience, insurance repayments have gone down every single year that I've been in practice. Maybe there's two different times I can think of where they stayed the same, but for the last 15 years, as long as I've been in practice, insurance repayments have systematically gone down every single year. So if I were to tell you, if you've been in practice like me for 15 years, and I was to tell you on graduation, hey, you're joining a profession where the repayment today is as high as it's ever going to be in your career. And 15 years from now, you're going to be making less money than you than you made your first year. You would think either I'm crazy or you're crazy for doing that, right? No one would ever apply for a job where your, your income was, uh, the income potential was way less 15 years into it than when you started. But that's what we're seeing in healthcare. And it's not just chiros, chiropractors, it's physical therapists are going through that. Primary care physicians are going through that. Everybody's going through that. So you can either wallow and complain and say like, oh, those damn insurance companies and good luck with that. I think that's like getting insurance companies to pay more is like standing at, standing at a beach in the ocean, yelling at the waves to not crash on you. It just, it's not, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I think that's why we have legislators. That's why we have ACA groups. You should definitely get involved and help fight for higher reimbursements, but it's just, they're not going to change their ways. Why would they? They have all the power. So how can you just not dive into that model and say like, I'm not going to accept that? Well, one thing you got to do if you're treating patients is in, in almost every version of business, there's always something called an upsell. An upsell is a way to take that which your patient wants and sell them uh, a faster, easier way to get there. So for example, if um, I'm trying to think, okay, so if somebody goes into McDonald's, McDonald's spends a ton of money and a ton of effort trying to get them to step foot inside of McDonald's. And if they order a Big Mac, what's the most, the next most likely thing that they want? Probably a drink. What about after that? Oh, a side of fries. Okay. So McDonald's has an upsell. That upsell is, would you like to make it a meal? Or would you like fries with that? Right? That's an upsell. It fits perfectly with the base level product. And it allows 
McDonald's who spent all that effort getting you to buy the Big Mac now makes a ton more profit off the drink and the French fry. And if you look at those two things, they take less money and less time to fulfill than the uh, Big Mac does. In healthcare, you have some options, but you need to start thinking about upsells. Even if you never start a clinic gym hybrid, I would just say you need to have upsells because upsells are where the profit is. Generally in business, an upsell is only taken about 20% of the time. So one out of every five uh, customers or patients or clients will take up take the upsell, but that's where most of your profit comes from. So if you think about if you are a functional medicine doctor, what's your upsell? You examine the person, you put together a plan, you get a good picture of what they're going through. What's the upsell? Supplements, right? You, you sell them the supplements. It fits perfectly with the plan. It fits perfectly with what they want as their end goal. And it's a way for that doctor to make a little more profit. Now, how many patients do you offer supplements to? And they say no, probably a lot, but that's okay because we don't need everybody to take us up on the upsell. If you are a, uh, uh, maybe you have a recovery center in your, in your office there and you're like a um, uh, clinical athlete type practice, if you do that, what's the upsell? A recovery membership. Hey, use our Normatec boots up to five times a week for this amount of money every month, whatever it is. Super easy. In the model we're talking about, the clinic gym hybrid, the upsell is join our membership, join our classes, join our gym. Why? Because we know that it will fit perfectly with the care we've already delivered. We already did a bunch of soft tissue work. We already did a bunch of adjustments. We diagnosed you. We got you moving, did some rehab. And now joining the gym and exercising will create uh, a better outcome the goal that the patient wants at a faster pace, right? And if they join our gym specifically, we can guide them through the exercise. We can help assess them and decide what exercises should they be doing and which should they not absolutely not be doing. And we can provide great training and great um, a great experience in a relatively small space. You can have a small space because you're not selling space. You're not selling equipment. You're not selling classes. What are you really selling? Expertise. I can't stress that enough, but you're selling expertise. But that's an upsell on your business. So you have this all cash version. You can have people doing cash-based rehab and then moving to joining your membership classes and then maybe doing additional physical therapy, I'm sorry, physical therapy, personal training sessions. Cash-based rehab, joining your membership-based classes and then uh, personal training. All of that is cash. There is no insurance involvement. There's no expectation on the uh, side of the patient that there would be uh, that there would be insurance involvement, and that money continues to grow. That's the other big thing business wise that I want to make sure we cover. One of the problems with a successful chiropractor is you're going to fill up your schedule. It'll just happen if you're good and people like you. Your calendar is going to fill up. So when you hit that full capacity and you have no more time left during the week, what's next? Will your, will your income ever grow from that point on? Probably not. Why? Because it's a simple game. Take the number of slots times the amount you charge on average per slot, and there's the maximum money you can bring in as a doctor. You're literally handcuffed to the table, and that's where you make money. I hate that feeling. I always tell my wife, it feels like I'm a freaking pack mule, and I'm just you know, trudging down the trail 
just adjusting people, doing soft tissue, doing rehab, adjusting people, doing soft tissue, doing rehab, adjusting people, doing soft tissue, doing rehab. It just, it gets boring. So how can you have a business that grows and grows and grows and grows that will exceed what you make at the table? Well, you got to start with an upsell and it's got to be membership-based. Well, what better option than membership-based fitness in your facility? Because let's say you get 20 clients in your first year, right? 20 clients in your first year. That's not going to overcome your clinic income. The next year you get 40 more. So that's 60. The next year you get 40 more. That's 100. The next year you get 50 more because you're growing and more people are telling more people about it. And you know how to run your ads. You know what the perfect client is. And pretty soon you end up with 200 people paying 250 bucks a month. What is that? 200 times 250 is going to be $50,000 of income to your business. And I'm pretty sure that's going to overwhelm the amount of money you bring in handcuffed to your table. And if it doesn't, then just take your membership rates up even higher. All right. The other side of that coin is, I guess this coin has an awful lot of sides, but the other, other aspect to look at is to fulfill on 200 memberships What do you, you as the trained chiropractor or physical therapist with a license and malpractice insurance, what do you need to do? The answer, nothing. Run the business. You don't have to coach those classes. You don't have to assess those people. All that work can easily be done by somebody with much less of of training and much less education than you. You can just hire somebody off the street and train them up. And that allows things that just don't happen in the chiropractic space. If all your money comes from being handcuffed to the table and you're the only person that can deliver care, as soon as you leave for vacation, as soon as you leave for a weekend seminar, as soon as you leave to go see your daughter's uh, Christmas musical, as soon as you leave for anything, immediately the revenue of the business goes down. Leave for one day, not too bad. Leave for four days to go to Cancun, you're taking away 25% of the revenue for that month. For that month, it just went out the door. Whereas if you offer a membership-based fitness program and it bills monthly, you can go to Cancun, come back, stay home, come into work, doesn't matter. You're going to make the same amount of money. You're going to get those monthly memberships. Now, somebody has to fulfill on it, but it doesn't have to be you. So that's the business side of this and why it's so important. Insurance is not going up. Hey, if you're in a place where insurance payments are going up, then definitely reach out. Send me an email, josh at Clinic Gym Hybrid. I would love to see this. Josh at clinicgymhybrid.com. All right. So let's move in. Clinical. Why offer exercise clinically? Well, number one, the evidence says you should do it. Number two, the outcomes once you start doing it are unbelievable. Number three, the patient experience is so much better. Number four, empowering your patients only comes with exercise. There's no way to empower them when you are doing the adjustment or doing soft tissue work on them. Now, those old-timey chiropractors would often say like, oh yeah, you need to focus on this or the intent or whatever, yada, yada, yada. It's all crap. Like, let's move on from that. Let's not have that uh, that dumb perspective. But without exercise, how can you empower your patient to improve? How can you do that? Exercise allows that window. Exercise also allows us an ability to monitor our patients. Like, hey, 
Mr. Johnson, I gave you uh, cat cows last week. Let's check them out this week, right? And you can see how Mr. Johnson's doing. Now, cat cows are pretty basic low-level exercise, but that's all right. Um, you know, what else can, what other ones can we do? Anyways, so exercise also allows you to do a handoff. You do do a handoff to somebody who has less of lower level of training and or license and or education than you. So what's that handoff? You can hand off those exercises to a trainer. So we always talk about this trainer slash CA, chiropractic assistant slash trainer. That's the role we want to see. Why? Because that person can do 80% of what you can do as a clinician for about 50% of the cost. So we call it the 80-50 rule. 80% of what you can do, they can take a history. They can do video analysis. They can do uh, a movement analysis. They can assess strength. They can, uh, they can do stretching. They can do soft tissue work. They can rehab people. They can do all these things. They just can't diagnose and they just can't adjust. But almost everything else, 80% of what you do can be done by somebody else for 50% of the cost. So half the cost and more of the capability, uh, yes, please. That's how you can build a profitable business that continues to grow. So to do that, we talk about three phases, all right? So I think, I hope you're with me. We talk about three phases within your business to think about as an easy one, two, three step to getting a clinic gym hybrid going. Now, I'm going to talk about the three phases, but you do need some equipment and you do need some space, all right? 400 square feet is fine. We got a lot of people running it in 400 square feet. Uh, 750 square feet size is even better for a gym. And this is talking about gym size, by the way. If you had 1,000 square feet, that's that can be very profitable, very profitable. And about that size, you know, the typical space commercially available in my area is about 1,500 square foot space. I would say 500 square feet of that can be the clinic and the other 1,000 can be the gym. Now, since we're talking about basics, remember, some people are like, oh, I'm going to build my gym this size. Your gym in off hours can absolutely function as a clinic. It's a clinic with no walls. But if you just leave open space, you can always exercise in there. You can treat people. Heck, most of my patients would be fine being adjusted out there on a table, right? You can do all that stuff, but the opposite's not true. If you divide it into individual offices and private offices with a bunch of walls, you can't then turn that space into a gym but you can absolutely turn a gym into a clinic. And I think everybody listening here at some point has treated somebody in an open space or in a gym or in a, you know, open area. It's fine for 90% of your patients. Now, obviously if you're going to be aggressively treating somebody's glutes or doing pudendal nerve flossing or, you know, dry needling to the, uh, the quad quad fem. Okay. Go to a private office, cover up, do whatever. But for the most part, the gym, the open space of the gym works fine. So 1,000 square feet would have you running a pretty good, pretty damn good little gym. All right? So how do you get there? You need that space. You need some equipment. We go over that in our course. Once again, you could join us in Troy, Missouri on March 4th. Sorry, March 5th and 6th. It's Saturday, Sunday, 8 to 5, both days. Uh, check it out at the events tab at clinicgymhybrid.com. But there's basically three phases we talk about. We talk about it in detail at the course, but let me just kind of give you an overview. There's phase one, which is the <clears throat> exercise phase. That means you got to give everybody and every single patient exercise. Phase two is what we call the trainer phase. You start bringing in a trainer 
who will do those things. And then phase three is the membership phase. That's where you're moving people from uh, cash-based individual sessions to a membership-based offering. All right? So, So we've got these three phases. Phase one, exercise, phase two, trainer, phase three, the membership phase, right? So let me just cover a little bit of detail there so you understand what these phases are. Number one, phase phase one is the exercise phase. If you are the doctor, you got to be offering exercise to every single patient, every single one. Without exercise, you cannot proceed. You just, there's no offering if you're not upselling into exercise if they don't know what the exercises do for them, right? So offering exercise as part of rehab is mucho importante. Now, what kind of exercise should you do? I think you should push it and create the most intense exercise experience you should you can for every single patient. Why? Because sweat glands are pain relievers. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Sweat glands are pain relievers. And as soon as that patient sweats, they're connected with what's going on. It's a big challenge. But what, what should be going on there? So exercise for every patient. If you have a CA, have them start working with every patient on exercise. All right. Then the next phase is the trainer phase. Now I got to say, most trainers start out as a CA. It's so important for them to see you deal with patients in pain, see what it's like, see how patients work and move and act when they're in pain. That's way different than what most trainers have experience in, which is just working with people when they're in the, in the gym. So starting out that trainer as a CA is not a bad idea. But phase two is the trainer. What is the trainer phase? The goal, basically, the end goal of the trainer phase is that your patients are scheduling visits, cash visits, to do rehab with the trainer. Okay? So they're coming out of the clinic and they're saying, hey, I still you know, need to do some rehab. And instead of you, they're doing it with the trainer. You will know you're successful when people are booking with the trainer, coming in, working with the trainer, paying cash, and you were never involved in that visit. That's tough to pull off. It takes some work, but that's where you want to be, right? So start with the end in mind. Having cash-based rehab performed by a trainer is the goal, all right? That's the second phase or the trainer phase of the clinic gym model. Then number three is the membership phase. You have all these people that have experienced your care and gotten great rehab. Then they've worked with your trainer and gotten even better rehab, right? Or had longer sessions and they really appreciate it. They're doing well. What's the next phase? Move them into a membership-based offering. Why membership? I'm going to tell you right now, talk to anybody in the fitness industry that sold packages and, and six packs of exercise or training sessions or 10 packs of training sessions. It's a pain in the ass. You can't track it and you lose money and lose clients all the time. So move to a monthly membership or bill it every week or biweekly or whatever. But membership is where it's at. What are these membership classes? They're going to be functional fitness type classes or classes that have to do with a specific population you work with. For example, if you are a pelvic health specialist, you could have classes all about pelvic health and fitness, right? If you are a golf specialist, I love working with golfers, you can have a golf-specific training session and fitness, right? So you're, you're going to do the same exercises, right? But you're going to make them feel golfier or add turning uh, rotation into them, whatever. Just make them feel like they're special. People pay for it. But you want to move to that membership-based class. Once you're there, 
Once you have that membership-based class, your goal as a doctor is to talk about it in the initial visit. So one out of every five patients ends up signing up. If you can get one out of every five new patients to sign up for your gym, you have won. You have succeeded. Your life is going to dramatically improve then. And I will tell you, when you sell those membership-based classes, at first, you don't make any money. It's like, hey, we just made a couple hundred bucks. And then it was like, oh, we have enough to pay the electricity bill. And then it was, you know, oh, we have enough to pay the um, the the rent on the place. Great. Oh, now we're making enough for memberships to pay payroll. Fantastic. And then you pa- surpass payroll and you get to take some money home and you're profitable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Life gets really good and exciting. But it has to go in those three phases. You got to start with giving exercise to everybody. Then have that trainer who's providing cash-based rehab sessions without your involvement, and then finally move everybody to a membership. Now, once you're at the membership level and you have that going, you're set. You could also add in membership-based one-on-one personal training, all right? One-on-one personal training. It's a little bit higher profit margin. It should be a premier level, highest level product, Um, but that membership-based personal training will make you more money. Now, it's not like one phase ends and the other start. You still, even when you have your classes, you your membership-based classes, still may be offering exercise to every client. Your trainer should still be doing cash-based rehab. Uh, you should still be doing all that, but you start seeing that those classes are what will grow and grow and grow. So I hope that covers the basics for you. I hope you kind of get an, got an idea of why and how to build a clinic gym hybrid. As I said, if you're interested in learning more, then definitely join us in St. Louis, March 5th and 6th. Finally got it right. March 5th and 6th there at Winchester Spine and Sport. I look forward to seeing you there. Once again, we're only allowing 50 people into that. uh, And you can check out, you can find registration on clinicgymhybrid.com slash events or look for the events tab. You'll see it. All right, with that, uh, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying go out there maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.